Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Views in Germany, live on NFL Network. Brady and the Bucks. Touchdown, Tampa Bay! DK and the Seahawks. Puts the ball up, making a catch! Wake up and watch with the world. It's Sunday morning football, live from Munich. Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern, only on NFL Network. The Premier League soccer season is heating up. Turn to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network for the best bets and analysis for this week's features. Subscribe to Betting Weekly Premier League today wherever you get your podcasts. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Yes. Welcome into Balloon Party, DBA, Tim and Boy, here on 101 ESPN. My name is Tim. Across from me is Boy. You can text in your thoughts, 65780, Air Comfort Service. Text line at the top of the text line, Jacks. Great show this week, guys. But I have a feeling that was directed towards the previous presentation. Yeah, but we're gonna take it. Just character and Smallman and Michelle told me she got all fired up about baseball. That's what I hear tell. And I said, well, I want to play it. I want to hear it. She got all worked up. I understand we do have mic drops that have been left that we haven't played. That's right. That's exciting. And you can use the 101 ESPN app and leave a uh, mic drop for balloon party. Are we also up there as Tim and Boy? What about uh, our town? I, what about honesty and media? I think that might be a March move. <laughs> well, it's big. Uh, coming up on today's show, uh, a wide variety of topics, as a matter of fact. Blues and Sabres tonight. Jackson, you're going to be watching. Be honest. I'm going to own your soul, so you can't lie. It's 50, like when I tell my son. I said, don't even bother with it, because I'm going to know you're lying. Right. 50-50. What I'm, do we have I'm going being on? i serious. I want to see how James Harden looks on the Sixers. So I'm going to be watching Sixers-Timberwolves. Wow. As well as the Blues game. We'll be going back and forth. That's such, now I know I'm all in that you will not be watching. Probably won't even remember that it's on. That's not true. And you'll be watching James Harden with the Sixers. I want to see how he looks. I also want to bring this to the audience's attention. So I try to endear myself in backhanded ways. Uh, Jackson went to Ledoux High School. His mom is not from St. Louis. She is from Long Island, and she went to Washington University and also lived in Los Angeles. Can can you possibly relate to Jackson, or can you relate to me, a short, balding, aging South City native who's just fighting the good fight for the people of the St. Louis metropolitan area? Jackson, this silver spoon Ledoux boy whose mom didn't even have the kindness to grow up in St. Louis, but rather Long Island, and then flew over 
the Midwest to go to Los Angeles by then using our institution of Washington University. Who do you relate to better? Texan. Yeah. And, and will you be watching James Harden tonight or the Blues and Sabres? Who do you relate to better? That's my only chance. I create the <laughs> ultimate St. Louis enemy. His mom's from New York but lived in Los Angeles, and he went to Ladue, and he's going to be watching James Harden tonight instead of the Blues? Yes, all of it is true. Uh, Jack, oh no. Jackson, I'm glad I'm not the only one who likes the NBA here in St. Louis. Yeah, well, uh, I'm your compadre, I guess. Uh, Jackson, you won't go if you had free beer and a free ticket. Love the show, boys. That's from the 618. In the 618, you have attacked. I've went to a game this year where that was absolutely, I had a free ticket and free beer, and I enjoyed every second of it against the Kraken. Yeah, you saw the Kraken debut in St. Louis. Yeah, great uniforms for the Kraken. Uh, let's see. Neither of you fools. LOL. Yeah, that's actually probably the most popular answer. <laughs> yeah, it's the that Venn diagram. That's when, that one's going to smart enough. You posed a good query mm. for your parlay oh, for yeah, the yeah. weekend. I like your parlay. Yeah, it's a... It's a and, and I will pose this to the audience. I think it's a timely parlay, and it's one that I actually had to kind of think of. Uh, do you have your parlay uh, ready? Yeah, the Friday parlay. The Friday parlay. Is this a new thing? Is this something that we're doing, or is this something you concocted? You know, you try it out, and then if it uh, you throw it at the wall, if it sticks, then you play it again. So are uh, these all related to James Harden and the Sixers? No, I left that out there. But I, if you know, if you need me to concoct one, you real can do quick. your own podcast on that. What do we got? What is on the Friday parlay? All right, first wager: Will the baseball season start before or after Memorial Day? Oh, before. Okay. The second, and I, and I am, and I am a bear when it comes to the baseball negotiations. Yeah. Uh, but when it comes to Memorial Day, well, I'll tell you, if that happens, my goodness, if you own baseball stocks, sell, 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 sell. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, I thought you were going to go March 31st, and I was going to go instantaneously no, but then you went Memorial Day, and I went instantaneously yes. What? Where were you? Uh, yeah, I think it's going to start before then. Okay. But, right. but where is like the, the point where you would have to go into the tank, sort of say? Um, April 15th. Okay, April 15th. Yeah. All right. The second leg of this parlay, okay. will baseball ban the shift? Yes or no? No. Instantaneous on that one, too. I'm very comfortable with these uh, questions. What about you? I'm going to say yes. Really? I'm going to say yes. Oh, my God. I think Because I don't think they're going to, I do not think they're going to get negotiations done by Monday, and therefore it's going to take a little bit longer to get this done. I think in that time, they will ban the shift. Uh, I understand the thought process. I respect the thought process, even if I disagree with how you arrived at your result. Uh, I think they are going to be up against it. I mean, they already are up against it. And therefore, everything, well, it's essentially what you may have heard me and Joe Buck, uh, Joe Buck talk about on, on the podcast, which is it'll get it'll get thrown thrown out, the on-the-field stuff, because they're going to rush to get the economics done so they don't miss time, and the on-the-field elements won't be tended to. So that is my reasoning. Mm-hmm. Um, but my answer on that is no. My answer is no. I do not believe the, sh- the uh, shift will be banned from okay. these uh, negotiations that are going on in Jupiter. All right. That's fair. Okay. So what do we got in question and three the for the fin- people to send their answers in? The final leg. Mm-hmm. Will the Cardinals sign an impactful offensive player before the start of the season? Yes or no? Ah, now you got me in the tank. Now you got me in the tank. And by impactful, somewhat. Now you got me in the tank. Like, 
you know who impactful is. Like you can't, you know, just signing a guy who's either out of their prime or too young to start on the first day does not count. Impactful. Someone coming in is going to make an impact. Not Nolan Arenado level, but in that well, closer I, to I that. Would, I mean, if that happens, I'm, well, yeah, but someone in closer to that than say Matt Carpenter or something. Okay, I, I understand. It's a, it's a wide delta you're presenting. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I would say no. And this is coming from somebody who all of last year thought that they were going to have to and would make a substantial offseason move mm-hmm. and was offering odds to people. I was so confident, and I just don't see it happening. Yeah, and I, I am... I am confused. I feel like, well, first off, number one, it was odd. I think it might have been Ken Rosenthal talking about Carlos Correa's free agency, and it just kind of popped up in my Twitter timeline. I'm like, wow, and kind of on-field baseball discussion regarding, you know, prominent free agent. How weird is that to see at this moment? Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm, I'm detached from it in a sense because it really hasn't been part of the sports lexicon for three months nearly at this point since everything started up. With that said, um, I think the Cardinals are going to trot out what they have and sell the prospects to the public, certainly sell Paul DeYoung to the public. I think there might be a 30 for 30, a local base 30 for 30. If they think they put that on nationally, it would have 0.0. Uh, viewership, but on the Paul the Young, Mike Schilt, John Mazalak relationship and how everything came to pass there. And uh, that is uh, why I think, unfortunately, my thought was that going into it, they would tend to shortstop with that free agent crop. And instead, since they're going to hitch their wagons to Paul the Young, there will not be room at the inn unless it would be DH. Okay. Yeah. Unless it would be DH. But since I am forced to say yes or no by your parlay, because our bookmaker will not take it, I don't know, That's as right. an answer, I will go no. And I look at the Cardinals dating back to even 2019 Jackson, you know, which seems so long ago. I think in part because the world yeah. has had so many different things happening since yeah. the Cardinals played the Nationals in the NLCS that it seems like it was 10 years ago. But uh, even then, their offense was bad, and I don't necessarily know how it's been tended to since then. So, you know, with with that, don't get me wrong. Hey, Nolan Arenado, you can't ignore that. I'm not sure. ignoring that, but you lost Ozuna, and you still have offensive issues. And I don't feel like you hear a lot about it. You hear more about pitching. Yeah. So I, just, I, I don't get that, but maybe I'm wrong, and maybe the younger players will respond offensively, and DeYoung will get it back. But I don't, I, I don't think they're framing it in that way, and I'm therefore I'm not ex- expecting it. But the one place it could be would be DH. What is your answer, sir? I don't think they will either. I thought it was extremely concerning that they didn't sign an offensive, an impactful offensive bat before the lockout started, before the work stoppage. I thought that was very telling. Because, I, I mean, the writing was on the wall that this was going to happen. So when it did end up starting and they don't have anybody, that's very concerning. I don't think they will. They might sign – do you think they'll sign an impactful DH? Or do you think that it's just going to – there's, well, that, that I mean, you're asking me, will they sign uh, Cardinal sign an impactful offensive yeah. player? And I would include the DH yeah, in that category. That's a good point. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But, but, but my answer to that, unfortunately, is no. Yeah. So, the three questions for Jackson's Friday parlay Will the MLB season start before Memorial Day? Yes or no. Text in your answer, 65780. Will they ban the shift? Yes or no. And will the Cardinals sign an impactful offensive player before the season starts? 
Yes or no? What do I think? Now, this is going into Steve Harvey's family feud mode. What do I think will win? I think on question one, will the season start before Memorial Day? The answer will be yes. I think that will win. Will they ban the shift? I think no will win. And will the Cardinals sign an impactful offensive player before the season starts? I don't know. I think no will win that one. I think yes will win. Really? Yeah. I think with people thinking that there's, you know, money sitting there that they're going to do something with it. I then I think then then you have the proverbial perfect storm because if people are expecting it and then it doesn't happen. Yeah. And you already have negative equity with the public with this work stoppage. Uh, and it's not like people are jumping to the player side or jumping to the owner side and right. the Cardinals come back and they don't do it, then it's going to cause people to be even more irritated. I agree. All right. Well, there it is. Jackson has laid out his Friday parlay for the day. Uh, I like this question you posed here, and we'll, t- we'll tend to this in the next segment. This is kind of our QFTA on 101. Uh, what are three things the city of St. Louis can do with the settlement money from Kroenke to now you specifically said downtown, but I'm if, if you don't mind, I'm just going to edit on the fly. I'll talk about downtown because sure. I lived there for a few years uh, to make downtown, but I want to talk about the region, a better, more residential area and revitalize the city. I like that. I don't know uh, what people's theories or what their ideas may be on it, but I would talk more about the region, but I'll, I'll expound on that. I like that question. You sent some really good ones over uh, last night for uh, today's show. So we'll have those as we kind of go back and forth on it. Blues and Sabres tonight. Jackson will be watching James Harden and the Sixers, but uh, here on 101 ESPN, they'll be carrying the Blues and Sabres pregame at 6 p.m. You can participate in Jackson's Friday Parlay by texting in the Air Comfort Service text line 65780. We'll read the answers. We'll gauge the audience, and we'll tend to Jackson's question on what are three things the city of St. Louis can do with the settlement money to make downtown. I will take it to the region, a better, more residential area, and revitalize the city. It's all coming up here on Balloon Party 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Welcome back to 101 ESPN. My name is Tim McKernan, and I will be with you until 11 o'clock. Uh, then, yeah, BK and Ferrario from uh, Centene. Blues and Sabres tonight. How do you do? Get involved on the show. Coming up on the show, uh, we will wrap up our week with So What'd Your Grandma Think? But this is a topic that kind of gets me going. And then when you tie in the $790 million, approximately 500 net after the attorneys get their money, uh, St. Louis, the St. Louis region got a windfall. And a lot of discussion, of course, uh, around the area with regards to downtown St. Louis, but then also discussion with regards to what to do with that money. So Jackson, just to give you a little peek behind the scenes here on Tim and Boy, sends over these questions, usually in the 6 o'clock hour of the night before. Yep. And I like what you do. I do. And last night in particular, I thought there were some really good ones. Uh, and I liked this one. What are three things the city of St. Louis can do with the settlement money to make downtown a better, more residential area and revitalize the city. So those were your words, and therefore I'm sure you have some thoughts on it, and I don't want to hijack it and take it a different direction by going region. Um, so I want you to be able to to give your thoughts, and I certainly want the audience to uh, feel uh, free to engage in the conversation as well, texting in 65780. Jackson also had the Friday parlay of, will the MLB season start before Memorial Day? Yes or no. Will they ban the shift? Yes or no. And will the Cardinals sign an impactful offensive player before the season starts? Yes or no. And you can text in 
on that at 65780, and we'll gauge the public uh, on those three questions. So, Jackson, with the question regarding the money, the settlement money, and what you would do, you're a young man. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you do, sir? Well, the first thing, and this is my overarching thing, and this one's more St. Louis City-centric, is improving education, the St. Louis public school system. Uh, my father works as in the Department of Education. He works with students from the city, county, all day. Every where, what, day. what is his? What, where, where does he work? In what department? Department more? of Education. For the city. State, state, state of Missouri. Missouri. Okay. Yeah, state of Missouri. Department of Education. Uh, retired principal, but now works as this is as like his retirement job, and he works with students every single day, and just getting more money, not only for supplies and for infrastructure, but to give more money to teachers to encourage more people to start teaching. Get teachers into the city is super important because if you want to live downtown, you want to send your kids to a public school, you want that public school to be a good education for your kids. And I think that is super important, getting education for our youth in the city of St. Louis. All right. Uh, And then the next one is a little more broad and it's downtown centric, but a centralized area similar to what Washington Avenue was 10 years ago. That's where I lived. Yeah, where people can congregate and enjoy and have a good time. Similar, not to the same extent, but like Nashville has in their downtown. Uh, You know, because the way that they have that, so many people come from out of town to go there and enjoy it. And I think St. Louis could absolutely do something similar to that. And I think either whether it be Washington Avenue or around Ballpark Village, just having a centralized area where people can congregate hang out, have a good time, and feel safe at the same time. And I think that's super important for revitalizing downtown and just bringing more people in outside of Cardinal games and Blues games and in a year, uh, St. Louis City SC games. All right. I like where you're going here with your first two. What's your third, sir? The third one, I, I, I really had two solid ones. Third one is... Is just bring an NBA team to St. Louis yeah, and, trade, and trade the Blues to... To any any city would be fine as long as it has an NBA franchise and we can acquire right. the NBA franchise. Well, then if you do the first two is start developing real nice areas to live, developing whether it be apartment buildings or housing complexes in the city to bring people to live down there. Because people, I mean, it would be really cool if you go down there and people live there. You know, it's just, I, it's rare for people to live downtown, maybe even so more so than 10 years ago where it wasn't odd. But now, I mean, I just don't see that many people living downtown. I think developing those first two things, more so education, then you can have people move in there because they want to send their kids there. If you want to start a family, you need quality public schools. All right. Well, I'm a little irritated. I'm irritated with you, and I'm irritated with me, and I'm going to tell you why. First off, I'm irritated with me because I let you go first, and then when you used my answer as your first answer, it stole my thunder, and I don't know how to handle it. So I'm talking now to fill time to try to figure out how to handle it. That's my inner monologue. You pontificate better than I do, so I think Well, that's because I'm really arrogant. (laughs) But I agree with your thought on the education thing in a major way. I want to give some background, and as Jackson said, I did live on Washington Avenue from 2009 through 2011, and then we lived in Park Pacific in 2011-2012, which is now right across from St. Louis University's law school on Tucker. Uh, Tucker and Olive is where that building is, uh, kind of by the Enterprise Center. We would walk to Blues games when we lived there. So, uh, lived downtown, lived on Washington Avenue, lived in Park Pacific, you know, block to the south of Washington Avenue, and then grew up, born and raised in South City. And, uh, and so I, the downtown thing for me, Jackson, mm-hmm. 
I think when I first started doing radio 20 years ago, and boy, do I expect a gala of a celebration on June 14th, 2022. Uh, maybe, a, maybe a day in my honor. I'd like a parade. I think I've earned a parade after yeah. 20 years. Concur. Thank you. Um, but that was the thing I used to talk a lot about because when I was starting out at KMOV and traveling around the country, something really stood out to me that was different for St. Louis minus almost every other city I would travel to when traveling with the Rams, Blues, and Cardinals, and that was how different the downtown areas looked versus St. Louis. Minus one that seemed very familiar to me, and that was when we went to Detroit. Mm. When uh, the Blues would play at Joe Louis Arena and we would hang out and get cocktails in Detroit, downtown Detroit reminded me of downtown St. Louis. And so what I would talk about, and actually when I interviewed Jack Buck in 2001, I believe it was the 4th of July, 2001 at his home, so kind to have me out there. And it's perhaps my favorite memory in doing television was that experience of being at his house. And then we do the interview and then he goes, you want to take a look around? And I said, yes. And, uh, and we're around his basement and there's a picture of him with Frank Sinatra and Sammy Davis Jr., and I'm in his office looking at something. He goes, Tim, come here. And I'm, oh, my God, Jack Buck just asked me. To, and he's showing me things. It's the greatest thing ever. Who would, be, who would be that for you outside of me, of course? Who would be that for you? If somebody, you were able to tour their home, interview them, who would that be for you? Because that Jack Buck is, for me, and at that moment, 24 years old, is as great as it gets and as it ever can get. This is like an off-the-board answer, but I, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Farr from MASH. He uh, has the classic in Toledo. Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. That would be awesome to me. We know him from Django Unchained. Absolutely. We know him from, if you want to start at the very beginning, in Living Color. Yep, the Jamie Foxx show. Jamie Foxx show. I've yeah. actually seen him perform yeah. in Las Vegas, which I think is he's like, quite strange, but I have. I think he's like the most talented guy possibly in entertainment. So so not Jamie Farr from MASH, Jamie Foxx. Unfortunately not, but maybe, you okay. know, if I have time. <laughs> right, no, I understand. We'll get to both. <laughs> so in that interview with Jack Buck, he's told that at that time there was, a, there was a moment between the Cardinal organization and the residents of the region. And unlike right now, where it's complaining about not signing free agents, it was about the team possibly relocating. And the Cardinals were at least saying, Jackson, if you can fathom this, that they may move to the Metro East. Oh, really? Yeah. That's news to me. Yeah, how about that? That's good knowledge. I got stories. Uh, now, I don't know how many people were really taking it seriously, but it was being discussed because they weren't going to get public funding to rebuild, not rebuild, build a new stadium. And Jack Buck does this interview with me, and it's more about his career, but at some point it comes up talking about building a new stadium. And he starts saying exactly what I had been thinking and I'm like, oh man, if Jack Bucks thinks this, it's, then it auto, you know, validates yeah. my mindset. And he was saying, San Francisco is the only city in Major League Baseball that built a privately funded stadium. But mm. guess what? San Francisco is a world-class city. Yep. If the Giants were to leave San Francisco, San Francisco would still be a world-class city. If St. Louis leaves downtown St. Louis, St. Louis has problems. Downtown St. Louis is, at this moment, the Cardinals. And so that was his way to make the pitch. And then he also recognized that there was some... I don't know what the right word would be. Class warfare, I guess, would be the proper phrase. And that people are like, these guys went to MICDS and we're not going to bankroll them when they already sold the parking garages and are already whole on their purchase price right, right. from the brewery. So we're not going to do it. 
And he was trying to make the case that these are, you know, hardworking people who, you know, have built businesses. And just because they have become wealthy doesn't mean that we lose sight of what a downtown stadium means to the region. That was his big thing. So I was thinking at the time, and he brought this up as well, the importance of a downtown ballpark to leading to residential. I had seen Blues play the Avalanche in 2001. I was out there. Uh, Blues played, I was out there. Oh, Cardinals opened up the season against the Rockies in 2002, Albert Pujols' first game. I was out there for that. So I've been in Denver uh, in April of 2001 and May of 2001, and I saw how there was all this residential popping up around Coors Field. And from friends who lived in Denver, they told me, man, the area down there used to be nothing. But now that we have this ballpark, people are moving around there. And I thought, well, if St. Louis builds a new ballpark, people will move downtown and we will have this revitalization of downtown. Well, that's 20 years ago now. And it did not happen. Now, you can say, well, there's an apartment building that there is, but it needs more than that. And I just don't know two things here. And, and one of these is perhaps an unpopular thought, but I but it's how I think, and I'm open to certainly having my mind changed. I don't know, and I'm not saying I'm telling you this is right. I just, this is somewhere I have arrived as being Mr. Downtown for so long. I don't know how necessary a thriving downtown is to a region's success. I'm not sure the correlation is as intense as I used to think it was, and as I think some people still think it is. Hmm. Which is why, Jackson, when you sent the question specific to make downtown a better, more residential area and revitalize the city, I don't I don't know I don't know if number one, anything can. And secondarily, I don't know if those would be dollars well spent. Interesting. Which then leads me to your first answer, which I'm irritated you gave. Right, right, right because it stole my thunder. But from my standpoint, I wouldn't do three things. I would allocate it all to education because then I think the byproduct would be like 10 or 20 good things. One of the things as a lifelong city resident up until moving to Kirkwood a a few years ago, um, both live in downtown and in South City on Tam Avenue, that you know growing up is, oh, well, I mean, you're going to have to deal with the education system in the city. Whereas if you live in your school district, which of course, Ledoux, uh, or Parkway, or Lindbergh, or Kirkwood, or Webster, or Rockwood, or, you know, whatever. We have some great school districts in the same area, but they're in the county. And that becomes, now when I was living on Washington Avenue, I didn't have kids, so I wasn't even thinking about it, but it becomes a primary concern for families. And so if you're going to live in the city, there is a very good chance that you also allocate dollars for private school. And what can St. Louis do with this windfall of money that can separate itself from other regions? Can't fix the weather. Nope. We are going to see this when you look outside the window in February. It's not all of a sudden going to be 75 degrees and beautiful. It's just not the way that it is. And one of the things that I think is great for St. Louis, but it also works against St. Louis, is the fact that a lot of people stay here when they grow up here because they love it and raise their families here. So it becomes difficult oftentimes for people not from here to kind of break in here. So what can draw people here that can separate St. Louis without an ocean, without great weather, and without it being transient? And I think the answer to that is education. And that if you can live more affordably where a dollar carries you further, especially at this time in uh, American history, and then know that you are going to be able to get a ridiculously good education because those dollars are going to education in the city, yep. 
you now bring people in who who might have been looking at going, okay, maybe I'll look at Nashville. My God, Nashville's turned into this monster. I don't know if we can necessarily, if we want to do that. And even smaller cities that have experienced a revitalization, Savannah, Georgia, Charleston, South Carolina, uh, those are those are booming. So we are in the moment where we could seize this opportunity. And how do you seize it? You seize it by doing something nobody else is doing, and you pay teachers way more than anybody else is paying them. And you have a world class education system, which then will create a domino effect of people wanting to move here, not just from outside of the area, but inside of the St. Louis area, moving into the city, which then I think would have a domino effect on helping the crime element, which of course is something that in many people's minds is the reason why they don't go into the city. So that is my thought process. And $500 million, absolutely take care of that. It would more than take care of it. If you knew you had a world-class education system in the city of St. Louis, which is certainly the antithesis of what the perception is right now, along with the safety element, that is something that would bring in people, not just from the St. Louis surrounding areas, but from around the country. And then that leads to business, and that leads to a population boom, and then that leads to St. Louis experiencing resurgence. So I loved your answer, um, and I was just expounding on it as a St. Louis resident and as somebody who lived downtown, a St. Louis city resident, because I think that is one of the core issues. If you are living, like in my neighborhood, yeah. uh, there is a very good chance you're going to St. Gabriel's, even if you're not Catholic. Uh, that's just the way that, that it would wind up working out. Uh-huh. And then you look at high school, there's a very good chance now you're paying private high school yeah. dollars. And so from a big picture standpoint, okay, everybody's trying to do this to bring in businesses and they're trying to have tax incentives or they can sell their weather or they can say, hey, we, Savannah, Georgia, 20 years ago, look at it. Now look at Savannah, Georgia. OK, well, St. Louis, you look 20 years ago, you might go, God, it might have been better off. But there there is something that can be done that can change the game that nobody else can do because nobody else was just handed 500 million dollars. St. Louis was and education is something important to parents that would lead them to moving if they knew they could get a world-class public education in the middle of the country where their dollars will go a hell of a lot further than they would on the coast. Your thoughts on that, 65780? I haven't looked at the text inbox because I might be getting lit up. I might be getting lit up. I've avoided it for the most part. <laughs> Is that what that, you've been doing for two months? Well, you know. Uh, let's see Uh, if the Cardinals or Blues aren't playing the downtown area is a ghost town that's from the 314 Uh, your pie in the sky approach is awesome but every dime would be wasted on teachers union BS Uh, so no Uh, reopen the Admiral that could do it now we're cooking (laughs) invest in the fudgery well here's here was my thought 499 million goes to education one million goes to the fudgery. Now we're cooking. Now, now I feel like we got something. Thank you, Jackson. What, what, Tim, what about putting in a trolley? Yeah, San Francisco, look out! Here we come. More Ferris wheels. That's from the three one four. Tim, the the one percent income tax is a big problem. It doesn't make sense to move any business from Clayton to downtown just for me or my employees to pay more in taxes. Yeah, that is an issue. Of course, the issue with that is they have a dwindling tax base, and so they're not going to let go of that because when you are upside down, the last thing you do is cut revenue, and so they are in a rock or in between a rock and a hard place. But yes, I would agree with that as somebody who owned a business and we were set up in uh, downtown St. Louis and I experienced it firsthand. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Downtown Peoria has more going on than St. Louis. 
Uh, I'd like to see the money spent on a Zaxby's. That's from Al. That's He's in Dadeville. We, we can all get behind that. Well, I'll tell you. Ooh, I like that sweet, spicy sauce at Zaxby's. Is that really? That's the that's my favorite sauce. I, I get that with When my I tenders. drive down to Jupiter for spring training and I finally get to Zaxby's country, and at that point in Georgia, there was a Zaxby's every exit. <laughs> yeah. I think even it starts in Tennessee. That, that and Waffle House, yeah. Oh, my goodness. And then I sit there and I'm driving on the interstate eating Zaxby's, just like a gluttonous pig just just like a patriot just baby. gross just absolutely gross uh i totally agree with you guys and your cashin would be a monstrous improvement maybe that was an education and this is a talk to text i'm gonna i'm gonna edit on the fly education would be a monstrous improvement for the city i've lived in the city all my life i love living in the city because i feel like i'm 15 minutes away from anywhere but i send my son all the way out to lafayette which is an hour away he has to get up at six in the morning in order to be at school by 8. When I was young, my mom lived in the city as well, and I had to do the same thing. But to Parkway West, because my mom wanted me to get the best education, and I wanted the same for my son, and I knew he wouldn't get that in the St. Louis public schools. There you go. It's from the 314. Uh, as a transplant 40 years ago, a brilliant take on fixing St. Louis. Thank you. I tip my cap to you, sir. I appreciate that. Or to lady. Uh, thank you. Your thoughts are welcome. 65780. I would imagine we need to take a break. Jackson's got a Sports Center update. My guess is you're going to hear about Illinois' game last night because they lost. Stop stepping on my update. You, st- you stole my education thing. That's fair. I so can, I got to fire forgot. back. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break. Come back with more on the conversation. This is Balloon Party 101 Eastman. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to the Bloom Party here on 101 ESPN, also known as Tim and Boy. And I noticed that Boy led with Illinois losing. I mean, it's just it's it just can't be a coincidence at this point. If they would have won, I would have that they would have been in the update as as the winners. Would they have been the lead? Yeah. Oh yeah. Blues always wrap it up. I want people to know that they can catch it right here on 101. I want that to be the last thing in their heads. I'm on to you. And I'm and I'm black and gold too. Yeah. But it's principle. I'm adherent to principle. And I think there is media bias going on on our show, which, of course, is also known as honesty in media. I think that is slanderous. I think that I am a supporter. Prove my malicious intent. Of the state of Illinois. Talk to my people. (laughs) Uh, Jeremy Rutherford reporting. Who's so first on the ice this morning? There you go. So he'll most likely be the starter. That's right. Kind of was thinking that was the direction they would go. But then when you see Bennington against the Blackhawks on Sunday afternoon, tick-tock, yeah. tick-tock, I kind of thought that was the direction they would go. Uh, so that's Jeremy Rutherford. And also, fun facts for no one tell, uh, Braden Shen is on the ice per JR. Uh, and he says he's assuming it will be have a baby, score a goal the next game trend, which will uh, continue tonight is what he thinks will happen. Uh, yeah, congratulations to uh, Braden Shen with a newborn uh, baby. Uh, so he is back on the ice today. And Assad, who was sick yesterday, JR says, is also skating today. So there you go. Sweet. And as Jackson said, at the tail end of his update, after he led with Illinois' loss, uncoincidentally, mm. uh, that uh, the Blues game can be heard here tonight on 101 ESPN. Pre-game getting underway at 6 p.m. And there it is within the last second or two. Huso first off the ice, so he's your starter against Buffalo tonight. There it is. Do with that information what you want. I know some people really wanted to see Jordan Bennington get back in there right after the good game against the Flyers, but it will be Vili Husso tonight for the Blues and the Sabres, the rare Friday evening game. 
for those of you who are looking forward to seeing the festivities. Uh, you can head on downtown. Looks like, I, I don't know what your experience was driving today. I'm looking out on Olive as we speak here, and it looks like people are moving along at a pretty good uh, pace. Yeah, I think they they took care of it pretty well. I mean, I didn't have any issues getting into that. Are schools closed today? I don't know about that. I don't know. I know they were yesterday. Uh, but I imagine that they probably are just because no point in taking risks. Uh, Jackson bleeds orange and blue and anthracite. That's from the 618. That's right. That's right. Uh, Tim, what you and Jackson suggested, for those of you just joining us, we were talking about how to spend that money. Uh, it literally been the same suggestions each decade since the 1970s that everybody brings up as ways to improve St. Louis. Uh, I, I'm going to have to respectfully disagree on that uh and here's my reasoning for the disagreement and then maybe you can come back over the top on your disagreement but my reasoning is st louis hasn't just been handed 500 net million dollars before yeah so i will therefore say that this is unprecedented and and i do think that that's the difference and and also as a lifelong city resident what i hear most about uh is crime yeah and so what i'm saying is yes i get it i'm not saying that that's not accurate that's, that's I'm 100% in agreement. What I'm saying is if you take care of the education element, not, not just take care of, if you go out of your way to make it the absolute best, then that will have a domino effect on things such as crime, things such as the city losing residents, losing business, and then also that 1% city earnings tax issue that does irritate people. Uh, and understandably so. But if your tax base is dwindling, your revenue is dwindling, and so the last thing they do is going to get rid of it because you're going to have an even bigger deficit. Yeah. So that's where I'm coming at it from. Yeah. And I, I'm not saying, listen, is it going to happen? No, it's not going to happen. But you just were handed $500 million. Right. $790, the attorneys get it. We're just rounding $500 million. And I know the county gets a half, city gets a half. With that said, that, that would be truly what I would do. Yeah, 100%. And it's not going to get taken care of all in one foul swoop, but if you're going to have a catalyst, that catalyst to create what people are wanting is going to be education. That is what's going to start it all. Uh, guys, most schools are closed today. Yeah. That's from the well, 6 How about that? Uh, at least Action Jackson read his crappy Sports Center update properly. <laughs> you, you're on a bit of a heater with your reading. I, I feel don't want like. to talk about it. I don't want to talk well, about it. Well, you want to jinx it? Well, like, it's like I, you had a no-hitter in the second inning and yeah. you're feeling like you might yeah. be onto something? You're exactly right. Yeah, it, it's been, we need to keep a count of how many days until Jackson gets so nervous they can't speak on the Sports <laughs> Center update. Like how many Do days without an accident. you still get nervous? You can talk to me? Uh, sometimes. But not usually. Usually I have really? a pretty much time. It's fine. Hey, listen, I want to talk you through it, baby. Come yeah. here. Come here. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, just because I rarely have to, like, do something that's kind of, like, commercial. Like, I mostly just kind of freeform talk, whether it be on our show from 7 to 10 or here. So when I have to do something that's kind of informative, in, in a sense, uh, my lack of knowledge or my lack of education when it comes to journalism shows. Yeah, I just don't think it's journalism. Or communications, yeah, broadcast, I get it. broadcast I communications. Know. I just think it's one of those things, and I don't necessarily think it's a good thing that a person's brain can look into a camera, or in this case, whatever it is that you're looking into when you're doing that, but you're yeah. reading it now. Uh, yeah, I have my, some some notes down on this uh, whiteboard here. If, if look into a camera and, and just talk, and even though you're not talking to anybody, but you're looking into a lens and talk like you are talking to somebody, 
by definition, it's considered a talent for television, but I'm telling you, I think it's a little weird. Now, mm. I happen to be able to do it, yeah. and that's how I started my career, but looking back on it, like I'm having a conversation, and my eyebrows are going up and down, like we're, like there's somebody on the other end that I'm communicating with, and so you train yourself, I'll tell you this, I think it's good that you can't naturally do it, because that means you are an evolved human being, <laughs> whereas I'm some kind of head case. Right, well, I might devolve and be able to be do it Be able to do it. Right. Don't let it happen to <laughs> All you. Right. Uh, guys, Jackson still can't say, are you kidding me? Jackson, are you not capable of saying, are you kidding me? What's that about? Yeah, well, let me give it one more time. What, what was going on here? You kidding me? I think that was pretty good. That actually was very good. The inflection? Wow. Yeah, I'm really... I'm yeah, that was kidding. like Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, my left foot. Uh, Lincoln. Uh, there will be blood. Last of the Mohicans. Phantom thread. Tick-tock, tick-tock. <sighs> Honeymoon in Vegas. Damn it, I can't name him. Well, Mercy he wasn't in it. My bluff took down the pot. Uh, will Jackson be watching James Harden's debut tonight naked with a... Nope. <laughs> Eric in the Central West End. I'll be clothed. Uh, let's see. But you will be watching it. I'll be watching both the Blues game, and they start at the same time, 7 o'clock, so... I just... I think I think if we were to be in our, in our, our little truth tree here... Yeah. When 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 Harden goes to a commercial break, you're not going to be like, oh, good, I'll flip over and see what's doing with the Blues and Sabres. I just don't. I'm sorry. I, I, I But I'm not sorry, actually. I'm not sorry <laughs> because I'm sorry that the audience has to hear it. You're right. But it's how I really feel, and therefore I can't apologize for how I feel. I don't know how people are going to explain to their kids that— that you won't be watching it. Gangs of New York, that was the one I was ah, looking for. Damn it. Yeah. That's, Sometimes that, Gangs of New York is confused with Honeymoon in Vegas. Oh, so you—okay. We'll call that one a draw. No, I bluffed you off the pot. I won. Oh. You conceded when I said Honeymoon in Vegas, which was a hackneyed film yeah, that was with the delightful <laughs> Nicolas Cage, the Sarah more... Jessica Parker, in an unfortunate role for Jimmy Kahn 20 years after he played Santino Corleone. Yeah. He, he, was, took... he was playing a poker shark in Las Vegas who, I mean, really just took uh, Sarah Jessica Parker away from Nicolas Cage because he owed him, I don't recall what the total was. He was Tommy Corman, I know that. It would be weird for Everybody should gather tonight and watch James Harden <laughs> play for the Sixers and then watch Honeymoon in Vegas and then go back and watch the Blues and Sabres. A little triple feature, that's not bad. Yep. Yeah, it would be weird for Daniel Day-Lewis to be in a movie called Honeymoon in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, he jumped out of a plane <laughs> to rescue Sarah Jessica Parker. Which one of these doesn't match? Yeah. Well, I mean, the bluff worked. I had nothing. I had air, and you folded. Uh, Kings New York is one of my favorites, too. Yeah. Man. So, yeah, so Honeymoon in Vegas, three Swing off. Mess for me. Jackson, I'm with you, buddy. I'm going to watch James Harden in Philadelphia. I'll tune into the Blues game if I need help going to sleep. Oh, man, Jackson's got an army coming here. I, d I don't condone oh, that. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I have to distance myself from that. I'm, I'm going to watch both. You can believe it or Let not. Let me tell you something. Here's, here's, here's what's going on with me. I've got, a at this point, nearly one-month-old and a four-year-old. And I have a lovely wife. Uh, and Friday night is pizza night. That's right. Friday night is pizza night. Yeah. Now, will I head to the south side and go pizza go-go? I'm thinking about it. Mm. Will I stay in Kirkwood and go Billy G's? Will I go Dewey's? I'm thinking about it. Right. I go Ferrados. I don't know. Mm. Jeff Parrott, St. Yeah. Gabriel's, class of 90. That's my guy. But, but. When the time comes, I'll be blues and sabers. And I won't even be thinking about James Harden and... The 76ers. Oh, well. And I also didn't go to Ladue. Yeah. And I also am mad about this Illinois loss last night that Jackson led with. Had they won, 
you would have never heard about it. At <laughs> <A> Tuberté. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, let's see. I'm definitely watching the Blues. I would rather watch paint dry if watching Harden was the other option. That's from the 618. Tim, don't be fooled. Jackson's a Sooners fan. That's from the 636. Stop. I'm not a I Sooners I have proof. Fan. That comes from the Sooners. I don't know what this is, but somebody says they have proof. Yeah, I doubt doubtful. I've never donned anything Oklahoma gear-wise in my life, so it's going to be tough to find. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, wow. Look at this. Randy Carricker. How about that? Randy Carricker texting in. Uh, Jimmy Conn totally redeemed himself when he played Buddy the Elf's father 11 years after Honeymoon in Vegas and started liking Christmas. Yeah. Yep. That that was a, that was a redeeming Randy moment. Carricker saving this show as well. Yeah. How about also, Randy Carricker? He had a big morning from 7 to 10. I still want to hear Michelle get all banty about the, uh, <laughs> yeah, me too. the baseball thing. She no told doubt. me she... Uh, Raised some hell this morning from seven to ten, and Randy's right. Jimmy Conn. He's also. I had, not, I had not watched Elf until uh, this Christmas. Oh, with your son? I had never watched it, it's which a good is one. kind of weird. It is a good one, yeah. legitimately good one. Will I don't Ferrell's know why great. I had never seen it, but I had never seen it. So there you go. All right, uh, we are approaching the top of the hour. We have so what your grandma think coming up. Who do we have on so what your grandma think? Action Jackson. Raphael Nadal. Raphael Nadal. Wow. All right. I don't know what this one is, so you you have teased me appropriately. So what your grandma think coming up next? Then you have BK and Ferrario coming up at eleven o'clock. This is Balloon Party, also known as Tim and Boy on one hundred and one ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on one hundred and one ESPN. Sometimes the media asks bad questions. Not not a good question. Like, Coach, uh, how cool was it that it was a Wisconsin player that uh, sank the winning shot? Well, they're all Wisconsin players. Or... I'm doing a story about New Year's resolutions, and I was just wondering if you had any you wanted to share with your fans and our readers. Yeah, no, not right now. Okay, thanks. And when that happens, players will fire back. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Stop asking me stupid questions. Now it's time for... So what's your grandma think? Yes, yes. What do we have, Jackson? Rafael Nadal? That's right. Rafael Nadal. I uh, believe at Wimbledon a few years ago. You spent a lot of time at Wimbledon over the years. I'm curious if you've ever taken time out to notice how many nice flowers they have here. I don't know, man. <laughs> Sorry, I cannot... I cannot tell you um, a clear answer, and um, and that's it. Oh. <laughs> okay, boys, that'll wrap it up. That's the nicest that, that, possible that, way. That that is worthy of being our in our next open. For so, what your grandma think? Have you noticed the nice flowers around you? I don't know, man. That's back-to-back tennis ones where it was either asked that he congratulated them after he lost and then asked if he noticed the flowers at Wimbledon. I mean, what's up with these tennis reporters? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, what is the deal with the tennis media? What's know. the deal with the tennis media around here? Now we're talking. I can, I can whip up a take for you if you want me to. <laughs> All right, uh, BK and Ferrario are coming up at the top of the hour. Time for us to shut it down. You can go back and podcast anytime you want. Subscribe to the Balloon Party Podcast, even though we're DBA, Tim and Boy, Honesty and Media. And what's the other show? Uh, oh, Our Town. Our Town. But we pop up on the 101 ESPN app as Balloon Party. Yeah. 
Uh, but really, Tim and Boy is the name that's just catching fire in the St. Louis metropolitan area. Download the uh, 101 ESPN app if you haven't, and uh, then subscribe to Balloon Party. Subscribe to all the shows here, for the love of Pete. Uh, uh, BK and Friar are coming next from Centene. This has been Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. On November 13th, it's the dawning of a new era. When the NFL debuts in Germany, live on NFL Network. Brady and the Bucks. Touchdown, Tampa Bay! DK and the Seahawks. Puts the ball up. Wake up and watch with the world. It's Sunday morning football. Live from Munich. Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern, only on NFL Network. The Premier League soccer season is heating up. Turn to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network for the best bets and analysis for this week's features. Subscribe to Betting Weekly Premier League today wherever you get your podcast. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider.